Hi and welcome. You are listening to the High Art Podcast. Enjoy. How's it going, everybody? This is uh, High Art. This is uh, the third episode, the third installment of the series. Hope everybody's critically doing well. acclaimed. Yeah, critic- soon to be, soon to be critically acclaimed. <laughs> uh, We're gonna be like Edward Norton's favorite podcast. Oh my god, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> the the Tampopo or was it Tampopo? Yeah, 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 yeah Tampopo. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I I can't believe I forgot about that movie. I don't even know where I'd seen it. Uh, I think um, I think it just came up for me on like that like Criteria Collection streaming service. Um, yeah, but, I think it's today. Yeah, that that would do it. But um, but yeah. So the, what's on the plate today? So we recently watched a movie called Good Time. This was recently released. I know it's uh, streaming on Netflix at the time of this recording. Um, this is a movie by Joshua Safdie. And Benjamin Safdie, uh, I'm assuming they're brothers. Uh, unrelated. Unrelated? Are you serious? No, I'm, I'm fucking kidding. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's it called? And and it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I was actually going to comment on this movie. So this is. Probably one of the more depressing movies I've seen in a while, but it's also weirdly like one of the most high intense, like high octave, just like fucking, like it feels like I'm on a coke like the entire it's, yeah, time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's really it's really tense. It's like um, it's by so the, those are the same directors <laughs> as the movie Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I no, just, I I saw that. I was like, this is a lot like Uncut Gems. I was like, ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but this, then, is, this is kind of their previous like, movie. I, I've yet to see their other movies, but I think they have something with Crime Man. The first movie in 2007, their first movie is The Pleasure of Being Robbed. Um, and then actually, I, that's the only one that seems like it would be about crime. The other ones don't seem that crime related, obviously. But, yeah. but both Uncut Gems and this are kind of crime related. They're completely crime related, yeah. And they were made back to back. I don't know what they were on, but man, what a, what a good, <laughs> what a good yet. I don't know. How did you feel about the movie? It, I, it was a. It was it wasn't gratifying, but it was so enjoyable, you know, to watch. I I think it's one of those movies that stays gripping because it's it's it starts with this crime, and then throughout movies you're like, oh, like you almost, there's almost this weird like contract in your head where you're like, well, it's a movie, so like certain things can play out and like they'll pull off certain stuff. But it's a movie that plays out exactly like not how you think you. Not how you think it would in the sense that, like, there was nothing surprising, but in the sense that, like, like this went really south for him because it was a fucking terrible idea to begin with. Like, No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, oh, God, it just it makes, it, it makes it worse and worse because you're constantly just seeing this person dig and dig deeper into a hole, you know? That as an outsider, um, like, uh, as an outsider, it makes perfect sense that none of this worked, you know? Like, he was obviously going to get caught, you know? There was no way. Which is... I think part of like the really interesting nature of the movie, like uh, it was probably one of the movies that depicted like like societal dread or ex- like existentialism at like the highest, like you know, like in, in like the most uh, 
concrete. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know. I felt, I mean, mind you, like, with the context of everything that's going on, you know, in terms of, like, the protests and the sort of uh, kind of, like, uncertain time as, as to, like, how, like, the institutions that rule over us are kind of are kind of acting, you know, like just sort of seeing this movie and then understanding through the context of how our world works, like uh, all that was going on, you know, because it's like, I feel like, it, I, I, like the, the, the fear, like that, like it had a very human kind of relatable fear to it, you know, because you're like, man, like this guy's life is gonna is fucked up, you know? Yeah, even just like um, there's that scene where he's like, I need you to take out like $10,000 on your credit card. That that made me anxious. The idea of having that much debt all at once on like a credit card made me anxious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. No, but really, really crazy movie. Really crazy movie. I mean, very real movie, you know. Um, I don't know. It's it, it, it's it's pretty interesting because I feel like there was a trend, at least like within like the very mainstream movies, you know, for I mean, prior to all this. They kind of had this uh, like otherworldly tone, you know, like a little bit more abstract in a sense. I was also seeing a lot of like animated films um, yeah. pre quarantine. So something like this raw, I, th- I found like very like um, I-, I found extremely uh, like I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. So um, the we haven't even explained the premise of the movie. So the premise um, <laughs> Is uh the main character Robert Pattinson, uh Connie uh Nikas or something, um he uh tries to rob uh this bank essentially with his brother, who I, I believe in the blurb it says his brother has Down syndrome, but I, I'm not no, sure about You know, they, 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 they never they never explicitly stated it, I don't think they, Yeah, they, but uh, it's it, it's implied he has some kind of um some sort of impairment. Um yeah. yeah. He was taking a psychiatric exam near the beginning of the movie, sort of just to gauge, you know, what his general understanding of things were by like a, a like a state psychiatrist. It looked like, you know, yeah, like some sort and of it, like, like some government yeah. building type thing. Yeah, and then at the at the beginning, um, Robert Pattinson's character comes in and like rips him out, and he's like, "Oh, you think you're like some fucking idiot? Like, I'm gonna pull you out of here, and we're gonna get you out of here." Yeah. So you, you can you can tell he like. You can tell he like really does care and like loves his brother, but he's also so misguided. That's <laughs> yeah. So he's just making terrible decisions <laughs> the entire um, time. Yeah, and and part of like the tragedy of the ending is that um, I mean, how 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 into spoilers do we want to get? Uh, I mean, it's a movie, you know. I mean, like uh, spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> but part of part of the part of the tragedy of the ending that's beautiful is that you know. Um, Robert Pattinson's character ends up going to jail, but that ends up basically saving the future of his brother because his brother is getting like the help and support he needs in like a a much more positive and like structured environment. Yeah, it's weirdly like a happy ending in a way. In a way, in a way, but man, that it's all about perspective, man. It's fucking the veil, man. But there is a um. What's it, what was your favorite part of the movie? To be honest, I, I like I think that for me the scenes in the house were just like the most like eerie in the sense that I was like so on edge. Just the idea of of being uh, like in a completely foreign part of a city, you know. Like when he went into like that lady's house, I, don't, I can't remember where she yeah. was from, but like the one with the accent, 
Well, like, I, I think I know exactly like what my favorite scene was and where like um it's when this is a spoiler. It's when he breaks his brother out of the hospital and then uh you realize because he's wearing face bandages, he broke out the wrong guy and it is not his brother and he's not sure where his brother is. <laughs> oh my god. You're like hold, like this is half where you realize like like he's fucked. Like he's not like there's no way you're popping out of this and he's no. like weird crazy thing where he's like all right let's go pick up like this acid that you had so i can sell it to bail out my brother and you're like oh god like (laughs) yeah yeah that's when you just know it's it's just it's going off the rails um i wonder it almost seems like such a plausible thing like this seems like a big like something that would have been a big story you know like a very real yeah that it's not real you know like the realism in this movie is what really gets me because it's not a it feels so situated in the real world and in such a dark place, you know, that it's, it's very off-putting, but it's really yeah, but it's, it, amazing. Yeah. It feels, it feels really rooted. Um, and like, I could see this being like some kind of like, you know, like a true crime documentary or something like that. Like I could see all of this happening. Nothing was like super outside the realm of possibility. You know, it was like, it's a movie about desperate people making desperate choices. And I think yeah. that's what really grounds it. But I think pretty interesting that these are like the new movies that are um, kind of resonating with like in our time, you know, like these like, I mean, not to say that other movies before, they were probably just as, as gritty, maybe just not the ones that carried over were extremely popular, but. Um, can I, can I, uh, can I talk about two scenes? Oh yeah, two? of course. That's how we're telling. The one scene where he's watching cops. Oh yeah. The- oh my goodness. Um, well, not, not even the, that, that fucked up part of it, but the fact that how he responds to cops, like she makes some comment about like, like nabbing a criminal or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, it was, was going to be like, someone who's like, that's not at all what she said. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was, uh, I'm it was kidding. Something... Nobody listens to this. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was something along the lines of like, oh, like he's going to get fucked up or something. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's the fact that Connie responds in a way that's like, no, like, like police brutality is, is really real and, like, fucked up, and, like, they shouldn't make this entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Was that the one with the lady that got stabbed? Like, like the videos? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. That was in a real cops episode, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I could see that shit happening. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And the way, the way, the way, um... The way they like treat her after too, and there's there's another scene when they when Connie knocks out that security guard, and tells them that he like the security guard like he takes his clothes, and pretends to be the guard and is like this guy was breaking in, and the way that they treat this guy who is like, like oh. had him and head pummeled to like oh, coma level, they're just fucking they're like they're like cuff him like. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's like Jesus. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What a crazy cameo! I forget that character's name, although, but I remember he was in that, uh, um, like the movie. I care, you know, like the famous line, like "I am the captain now." Wait, it was that guy. Yeah, the Captain Phillips pirate guy. Yeah, yeah. I did was. not recognize him at all. It was a security guard. Yeah, I didn't recognize it was the same actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then um, another another scene I want to talk about was later when he and the guy he broke out go back to like 
um, like an apartment to cool down and like yeah. to to keep off the heat. Um, yeah. when he's talking and he and the guy's trying to get real with Connie and Connie's like, "Fuck you! Like you're drunk, you're drinking." Yeah, no, that was that was that like, was. You think you're? Yeah, and he's like, "You think you're better than me?" He's like, "I know I'm better than you, man. Like I got my shit to get like." Um, he's like, you don't even have your shit together, but, but what it did, what I felt like the scene was doing was also reflecting all the, all the, all that similar shit that was wrong with Connie. And that even though he's like been fucking up so much, he still sees this vision of himself in his head. And it's like that disillusionment that you can tell is what's, what's going to, you know, inevitably be his downfall. That's true. And, and also I, I, a certain level of projection you know, onto like another yes, character. Yes. Yeah, which is something. It's it's a rare emotion to try and like capture. You know, and they did it very well. You know. What it? I I also thought because the fact that he 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 talks about the police brutality in that way. He's like it's fucked up and it shouldn't be entertainment. And then there's a little throwaway thing, but that I think was really telling. And it's he talks about he's like he's like I was a dog in a past life. Like all dogs love me. And then yeah. later, like there's an attack dog that's like super sweet to him. Yeah. But I think. I think it's like says like that under like all of this like this really kind of like fucked up facade or like outer layer is he deep down he you know he wants to help his brother and he he's a gentle guy who's yeah. been put through like all these situations and, and, and i appreciate the like comparison i don't think this is i mean maybe it was done purposely i'm sure at some level but even if it's sort of like subconsciously like the comparison or just sort of like a statement of being a dog in a past life and having that sort of like packed very kind of like ride or die mentality you know the sense of like a dog yeah. is, is like a sort of like a creature that uh is very hierarchy based like they, they're very extremely loyal you know very loyal animals um and really value kind of like the pact over everything else so i don't know i, was, I thought that was like a really cool sort of like imagery to have in terms of like him saying that resonating and then having having an actual dog in the film like side by side yeah i think it really helped you it helped empathize in a, in a way. Yeah. It, it like showed how he saw himself deep down. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a smart move. Yeah, because at that point you really weren't empathizing with him at all. After he ratted out. That yeah. Girl, yeah. Yeah. You, dude, that you was, were like, <laughs> once, yo. once, once the, once the incident with the, um, yeah. Where oh, he, he oh with the girl. Yeah. The, yeah. That was fucked up. Okay. So, so the movie, the movie goes out of your way to, to tell you she's 16 and the whole point is um, they're watching TV and suddenly like a news report goes on. Oh, yeah, on. yeah, I remember that. Connie's picture. And to distract her, he starts making out with her. And it's really gross. And you're like, and it's fucked up too because he's only, he's, you know, he's doing it just to not get seen. But it, it's, it shows you how, like the degree of things he'll do to not like get caught. Yeah, it, it felt very base though because you know, like the disappointment felt extremely real, you know, it's like you almost could know a person like this in real life, you know, like this person who's just like this reckless, but I mean, I, you know, dude, uh, that's, fucking, that's you, dude. That's me. Absolutely. No, man. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What a crazy movie. I think I, I, I'll remember that movie. I mean, outside of just like the insane scenarios, it really feels like you're, you're listening to the craziest story of all time, you know, like the craziest sort of like contemporary, just like criminal, like race to get captured. Sort of yeah, it, get, it, gets, it gets so off the rails, but still ground. Like, I also, I love the part of the end where the guy's like, 
cops aren't getting me. And he's like, I can't go out the door. I'll try to climb oh my up. God. And he tries to climb and immediately falls like eight stories. You know, that, that would happen. Speaking of spoilers, I, I hadn't watched the trailer prior to watching the movie. And I looked at the Neither trailer. I. Yeah, I looked at the trailer. That's like one of the most like pronounced scenes in this trailer. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, I, it depends on how big you are in the trailer. But, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my, my goodness, man, my goodness, what a what a good well, that was a good supporting role, I'd say. I think yeah, the, I, I, the acting in this movie was great. Yeah. It, that was really good too. It, it, it barely felt like acting, you know, like it was. It felt very natural. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it felt really natural. Um, I feel like Robert Pattinson like did a voice for the movie that wasn't like his real voice, but was like believable. I don't know. Am I crazy? Or did you pick up on that? Well, I Maybe mean, I just he, uh, what Robert no, Pattinson no, sounds like. No, you, you probably don't. He's British. Wait, what? You didn't know that? that he's British. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what he sounds like at all. That's not what he sounds like at all. Um, oh, shit, interesting character. Interesting character. I watched. Uh, I think actually I was like down a YouTube hole and ended up watching some like interviews he had, but like on the on uh, like the Howard Stern sort of side of YouTube, you know. Like I feel like if you, mm-hmm. if you watch enough interviews of someone, like eventually you'll get like you know the different ones. Saw, Howard Stern always pops up, and um, and I clicked on it, and freaking, it's like a hilarious story. But it's like it it seems so out of character for what you think Robert Pattinson would be like, just based on like the like the. You know the roles that he like the, the yeah, like yeah. the uh, the public persona that he's become. You know because we don't even really know who the fuck this guy is. You know, but <laughs> uh, but uh, but it was basically like a story of how he got dude, caught. Dude, me and Robert are fucking friends. Dude, me and me and Bobby hang out on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but but, but, it, but it it made a mo- it, it made like a like it was like a story about what's it called um him like getting caught in high school for. For like selling porn, like they would steal porn and then sell it in school, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, what a crazy story!" Like, imagine, imagine knowing that kid, you know, like hearing of that story within that high school or what have you. Like, that's a, that's a very interesting perspective on on life. I, uh... <laughs> oh my goodness! Overall, good movie, I'd say. He's been killing it. Yeah, lately. I definitely, I definitely write, especially if you really liked uncut gems and maybe want to like continue it yeah continue in like what what were the director's names again oh i'll let you know right now it was uh joshua safty and benjamin safty yeah if you want to continue um with their style and like their work i'd say this is like the next place to go oh for sure for sure oh my god boston university i don't know people went there filmmakers <laughs> actors 2007 present um relatives Mashi Safdi or Safdi but yeah no no but that uh, Robin Patterson has been I mean at least with like the two most recent roles I, I, I want to I should see what else he's done but from 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 what I've seen dude Twilight he did do Twilight <laughs> yeah I'm curious I mean I'm sure like they remember that fondly I, I felt like that got him such a bad rap right out the gate of like his career maybe yeah maybe I mean yeah for sure for maybe like the people who are more like souls high snobiety like you know, like, oh, is what film is. But yeah, I mean, I actually, I've actually never seen a Twilight movie. Can you believe that? I never have either. Yeah, I don't hate them. Like, I'm not one of those people who just like, oh, like, fuck Twilight. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, people, people, some people hate movies for some odd reason. Like, 
People, people, hate. I, I, I think I was like that. I think I was fuck Twilight for like a long time. I, I, I just don't even care really anymore. No, yeah, yeah, no. But some people like some like I, yeah, that's something that people do like when they're in high school. But some people never let that go, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like that dude at parties who always brings up like how mad he is about like politics. Oh, for sure. No, no. I mean, I think I think it's just like uh, shifted towards politics. You know, it's just like these very base like sort of terms. Like I don't know. I think both people think they're doing the same side, and if you're relatively smart, you know, you whatever. But uh, oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like if you're relatively smart, you, you can have like, a coherent argument. Like there's people on. I, I would I would say both sides who have like you know valid oh, points. I, I, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah. Just that umbrella term, you know. It's uh, I don't know. I would get politics like political now, but yeah, yeah. Crazy time, crazy time. This this period in time has definitely produced some of the more interesting pieces of art. I don't even know. Like, I'm I'm curious to see what like uh, what sort of like like holds holds up with the test of time, or what's going to be remembered as very core, like like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are people going to think back in, like, the 2020s and be like, that was a movie that represented the times, you know? And sort of, like, a general sort of... Uh, uh, I, I see what you're saying. You know? Oh, it, it, even if it's not, like, necessarily, like, a like a period piece or something that's, like, placed in that world, it, it like, captures, I guess, like, a general sort of, uh, I don't know, like, collective understanding of how things are, you know, or, like, sort of... Like, I was watching... I watched... Um, this movie called, uh, what was it called? Uh, give me one second. It was called The Stranger, I believe. Sound familiar. It, it, it was a not not The Stranger, <laughs> not like the the horror movie from like early two thousand. It was called like The Stranger, and it was a I think it was Orson Welles movie from. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was an Orson Welles movie from the nineteen forties, and basically this movie okay, was. Okay, I've, like, heard, I've heard like, of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it was about like a like a. A, a Nazi who escaped like the Nuremberg trials and was able to flee from the country in time before getting prosecuted. And he sort of is living a life um, under disguise as a professor in Connecticut. And I was like, man, you know, like in hindsight, it's very interesting to sort of like look at this movie with this context, you know, you know, it's not, it wasn't necessarily like, I guess it was sort of like sort of distinguishing that, but, but, but in some sense, like it was, it was so overly political. It's like one of those movies that you know, like the government like paid a little bit for, you know? <laughs> like, 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 like in our lifetime, we have American Sniper, you know? Like, you know, that was like definitely there's some. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I wonder, like, right now, like, what, 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 what movies does, like, <laughs> you know? I'm curious. I'm curious. I feel like uh, it's like those Mark Wahlberg movies. Oh, oh, the ones uh, regarding space? Oh, no. there was the Martian, right? The, the Mark, that Mark Wahlberg. That's movie. not Mark. That's that's not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that's, not, that's not Damon. That's not Damon. You're right. <laughs> that is not Damon. Uh, no, Matt, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Wahlberg is the Boogie Nights. He's Boogie Nights guy. <laughs> you know who Mark Wahlberg is. I do know who Mark Wahlberg is. I know. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And then, um, what's the, what's the I feel like he just plays like I feel like he just always now plays like the American here. I feel like Clint Eastwood is really making those movies where like like they're like the whistleblowers. Like <laughs> oh oh, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, uh, you know I never watched it, but I really gotta want to the Mule just to see like old Clint Eastwood in a movie. 
There's like fucking old, like this old man. Like, dude, leaving. have you seen? Have you seen the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yeah, I've yet to see it. You know? Oh, 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 oh dude, you that. have to. I know. You have I know. to. Well, I'm, I'm it's watching. it's. This is a great excuse to get what to watch movies like that. So I'm. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, it's like um. Literally, there'll be scenes where there's just, like, all this music playing and the camera's spinning and it's just two guys staring at each other. And literally nothing is happening, but you're like, this is fucking sick. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is the dialogue good? Is it just, like, a badass? It's very, it's, it's very, like, you can tell, like, like, that's where Tarantino lifts things from, like, those spaghetti westerns, like. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, what, what, I, wonder, I wonder what people are going to pick up from, the, like, the, the, the fucking, the superhero movies. Like, I wonder if they'll just be, like, more normal movies that'll just have like these insane battle sequences now like these like 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 a movie you know like regarding like i don't know gangsters but it's just like avengers type like scene where it's like oh you know it's like a movie about gangsters but it's like this giant field with the two gangsters like like the two the two, the two mob families are charging at each other in like an open field like guns like like the shooting guns in the air and shit or like there's like a, like like a Hulk gangster. I don't even know. <laughs> oh my god. No, it is interesting. No, I, I was thinking the Martian though. I thought that if there were to be like a, a movie that I could think of as of right now, maybe those like space colonization movies. I don't know. Maybe those are sort of being. Oh, like- well, the Mar the Martian is actually based on this really good book too. I so I feel less so about oh, okay. like the Martian like that, but I feel like um I do know what you're saying though. There does seem to be kind of like an uptick. And like space movies of that style. Yeah, because I feel like now more than ever, it seems the, the most plausible. You know, like this seems the, the most real. Um, like I feel like it almost it almost becomes it, it's almost like a, an assumption that a lot of people have. Like, oh yeah, we're like you know like it's we're gonna go we're gonna go to space in like a couple hundred years. Like it's not it's not so much like is it possible? I mean, so a lot of people still yeah, question yeah. that. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot that has to go into it for it to happen. But I feel like a lot of people are just like yeah for sure like. We're we're gonna have people living somewhere outside of this planet, you know. I mean, some people think within the next fifty years. I mean, I mean, again, not not. I don't think full time resident, but just like researcher. Like there'll there'll be a lab up there. Dude, fucking part time resident, full time party animal. <laughs> oh, can you imagine getting fucked up on the moon? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine getting getting frosty in like zero gravity? That'd be that'd be fun. That'd be fun. You know, awesome, I, 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 I always see those planes. <laughs> oh yeah, you know the ones that that, that they uh, they they start like just flying down. Um, which also, yes. what, what, what maniac tried that for the first time? Like, like, it was like I have an idea. Like, and they just like, to, dude, there's let's, this. Let's just just full throttle, just full throttle, point the like the plane down or something. <laughs> I just, just let it free fall, you know. Dude, they uh, took animals up them one up there with them once to see how animals would react in zero G. And there's a bird like freaking the fuck out. And they they drop a cat and the cat cats, you know, cats always land on their feet. So they try to orient themselves Oh my God. <laughs> in like a funny way. It doesn't look like it's like in pain or anything. Oh. <laughs> it's a it's horrible like, video. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, you know what? What's also crazy and has a similar vibe to that is actually the second movie we'll talk about today, which uh, the movie is called "The House of the Small Cubes." I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to go into how the vibes share similarities. 
there's there's a post-apocalyptic and very solitary element to you know being in space i thought you were talking about the cat (laughs) oh no 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 not the cat not the cat but there's a distress there's a distress there's a distress there's a distress (laughs) so so this might be up there also for the most pixar non-pixar short film i've ever seen in my life Uh, you know i think that's an accurate description (laughs) you know it's not as polished as a pixar movie well i i don't know about that no, I, no, I think- like it, it, it's good, but I like that it gives you like a little bit more time. Like it, it has a, a little bit more breath to it. You know, it lets you kind of like marinate a little bit. You know, it's it's not a fa- as fast paced. Like I feel like the, the the little Pixar shorts are are very um like tight. Yeah, I I feel like the Pixar shorts are really tight, but I feel like some of this this feels a little because this is this is twelve minutes. It's a little. It's a little longer than most Pixar shorts. Most Pixar shorts probably clock in about three to six minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm just saying. It just um, feels. It just. It just feels longer. Like an extended. Yeah, it feels. It feels like a little less like. I mean, I don't want to say this about Pixar, but maybe it feels a little less like manufactured. You know what I mean? Bro. What'd you <laughs> <do>? <laughs> no, hundred percent, hundred percent. There was definitely not a team of. Oh, maybe there was. I don't think so. I don't think there was like a team of like hundreds of people. Yeah, and it, it won the it won the Academy Award. For that's, for short short animated short in two thousand and eight, that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, but do you want to go into it? So this is a movie. Yeah, yeah. That uh, basically starts off starts you off in a world where there are homes that stick out. Um, from basically, it's like a almost like that movie Sea World. What was that movie? Or like the one with the ocean? Water World. Water World. Thank you, Sea World. <laughs> bro we can't blackfish we can't mention them <laughs> no but but, but I, feel, I felt like this world this world could be could take place in like the quiet wor- part of the world where water world exists you know like water world is happening in like the pacific area it's like in the atlantic or something i get you know what i feel you like like water world is like mad max and then this is water world but like if there was a nice little like peaceful village somewhere yeah, way off yeah. But still very kind of apocalyptic, just some crazy stuff happened. So it's a movie that at first seems a little odd. It's just this person living in this house in the middle of the ocean. And he has a, a very beautiful, like uh, very convenient just hole in the middle of his of his floor, which, you know, good for him, man. I, I think that would be nice to have like a hole next to my bed, like to water. To right? water. I think that would be cool. Or it would be kind of scary. I feel like it could. Do be you think it'd be scary. cool living in like an underwater, like one of those like sea floor labs, like? Um, not forever. Not for more than like three days. I think three days is my cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> like I think after three days, I'm like, you know, this is cool, but like I doubt I'll be seeing that much difference. You know, I mean, maybe who knows? If I just meditate, I just go like full. But yeah, but think you can just like go out and fucking like. Like, cause your body's already adjusted to the pressure. So you can kind of like stay down there longer when you're like, you, you like the sea ocean is just there. You're just like, oh, wait, but how, how deep are you talking about? Are you talking about like uh 30 feet or like a couple miles? I, for, I forget where there, cause there is a lab like this that exists. It's not like in the Mariana trench or anything, but let me. Can you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> those, all those people would have to be like on Xanax 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> Imagine that's why I was like, why, why, why is the data so shitty? It's like, bro, everybody just zanned out. You know, they're, just, <laughs> they're, all, just, they're all just scared. They're like, the lab like, works great, but everyone's taking too much Xanax. 
They're just too scared. They're just too scared. That's scary. Oh my god! Imagine it's just pitch dark. It's like you're in space. Well, yeah, it's like you're in space, but you don't even get to see the sun. Yo, you're right, dude. I think they do that for uh, for space. People would do like astronauts. They have to do training underwater. They have to stay within like, but not that deep. Not that because that just seems useless if they go that deep. That just seems like a liability. Yeah, <laughs> but I I feel like so I feel like the idea of maybe like a spacewalk seems less terrifying than the ocean for some reason. I think it's because in the ocean it's dark, but there's like a million like fucking monsters that live in there. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. And they can swim and you don't know when they're coming. You, you, you can at least see where you are, but but imagine being in the dark side of the moon. Dude. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Dude I, I've been there. Have you listened to Pink Floyd? <laughs> I hate you. No, but seriously, <laughs> seriously, uh, riddle me this no but it's like uh, imagine <laughs> imagine imagine uh, you're in a spaceship it breaks on the dark side of the moon um and and you know how the dark side of the moon is always facing like away from the sun that would be why dark so, so 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 you're just stuck in this area where there's never daylight there's no light ever but it's um it's not water you could still see like stars, though. You could still see stars. You're right. You got me there. You, you got me. Fucking decrypted your riddle. Haha. No, it's true. Because we also we also have a dark side, and it's not it's never that dark. Like you can still see shit, but it's still dark. I'm there right now, dude. I can see shit. <laughs> you can't see shit. I said I can. Oh, okay, that's fair. I just feel like uh, every time I look outside, there's so much like uh, light pollution. It's like not even. Yeah. But yeah, but anyway, so 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 this movie, so so this movie, right? It's uh, it has it's it's almost like uh, this movie's it, it turns into this sort of uh, memory because then you notice that what's happened is that the flood. There's been a, fl- a great flood. There's so the 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 uh, the tide has increased. Therefore, people have just ha- have had to build like more and more like floors to their homes. Maybe much yeah. like, like Venice, you know. <laughs> It's a little more successful than Venice. <laughs> um, no, for sure. But yeah, so you, so the, it's like the water keeps rising, so they keep having to make their homes higher because the below levels are flooded. And what happens is, is one day he's working to build the next level of his home, and he's an old man, and he like drops his pipe down the hatch, and it goes all the way to the bottom. So he starts swimming down to get it um, in like a scuba suit. And every level of the house he goes to, he has a flashback about how old he was and like what was happening there. It's it's very um, it's very like almost akin to the opening of Up. Oh, I was I was exactly gonna say that. Yeah, it it, it feels very much like the opening to Up, especially the ending. Hey, wait, wait, can I say something? Yeah. So this came out in two thousand and eight. Up two thousand and nine. So maybe maybe Pixar did some watching. Maybe Pixar did some watching. I mean, I'm sure somebody there watched this. You know. Right? Yeah, dude, this is the original up. <laughs> what was that? What was the whole dilemma also with uh, with uh, I think it was Disney stealing, but was it? It was like there was ants, you know, the two ants movie, like the two animated ants movie. So there was a bug's life and ants, yeah, yeah, <laughs> ants starring fucking Woody Allen. <laughs> I used to watch that so much again. Oh, you know what? Me too. That's one of those movies that you just, I don't know, it's. It's, you could tell, like, it, it wasn't done, like, it was kind of, there was a little bit of a, like, there was a soul, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that strong. It was, you know? it was Woody Allen, and his best friend was played by Sylvester Stallone. 
Oh my god! What were the people who made that on? They didn't give a fuck with that movie, and that's why it worked. That's why. It Dude, was worked. that DreamWorks? Yeah, I think so. Yes, I think it Dude, worked. And there's like that really graphic war scene. <laughs> Do you remember where like the ants have to fight like these invading caterpillars, and it's it's like fucking Saving Private Ryan. Like the end is like he meets this dude, and he's like clutching his head literally. And oh my! Like, what is happening? I have to. I have to rewatch that. You know, we have to rewatch that. That's 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 a very we have very we have yeah, we have to rewatch that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man! Those all the all those animated bugs movies were onto something else. I mean, you could tell the people really had a good time with them because the premise is so out there, you know. But it works so well. Yeah. Uh, you know, because because you could you could just pour a character into those different bugs because you know obviously people have their different attitudes about different species of bugs. But uh, but still, like the character, the colors, like the shapes of the of, of the actual insects. Uh, uh, what was the other one? What was the um, Jerry Seinfeld a B movie? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a B movie. Jeez. What was? I want to know what the story is behind that. You know, did, was that his idea, or was it, did they just offer him a buttload of money? Yeah, I want to too because I like Jerry Seinfeld doesn't like voice characters often or anything like no yeah i'm pretty yeah I'm, I'm curious he's come up for me a bit i've seen some of his uh interviews recently he he's um i, I feel like sometimes he can be kind of like a jerk in interviews you know he can he can come across as a little uh he definitely come across as a little like he knows he's accomplished which i guess you know i was watching um one of the episodes of like comedians and cards getting coffee because i I like the uh, I like the interviews sometimes with. I know I I really I, I no I'll give him credit dude he makes some great shows I, I you know Seinfeld and that's actually a fantastic I really like that show, comedians and cars getting coffee. Um, but I, I was just kind of like letting it play going through and there's one with Howard Stern and Howard Stern in the car was talking about it. he's like yeah ever since I started doing like therapy and like trying to get like kind of uh like more in touch emotionally and like all that and like meditate and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I felt better. And Jerry was just like, nah, that's all like horse shit. So therapists like don't help at all. Like it's fucking bullshit, man. Like he's like, nah, dude. like it's helped me a lot. Like you should like maybe be open to it. He's like, nah, man, fucking shrink. Like, <laughs> wow. No, very, very like Sopranos esque. I mean, he comes from that area, like New Jersey or New Jersey or New York. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like Tony Soprano. Like, hey, yeah. hey, shut the fuck up! No, I no, he's doing it like Jerry Feinstein. He's like, "What's the deal with therapists? I don't want my head shrunk." No, yeah, what's it called? Uh, no, I, thought, really, uh, I, I love Jerry Seinfeld, but like, I saw that episode too. Actually, no, that was an interesting episode. Actually, that was maybe one of more. I would I guess maybe favorites or the one of the ones that stood out the most because it it wasn't the like it's not the one I laughed the most in, but it's no, the they, cl- they clashed a lot in like kind of an uncomfortable way. <laughs> But in an interesting way, in an interesting way, in a way that I appreciated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird when you go out and you film someone and it, like the chemistry, the chemistry isn't there, but you film them. So it'd be kind of rude not to put them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I guess is why the importance of being a talk show host. Like, I'm sure that's uh, that's a whole, like being in that world, that, that really weird, tiny world of, you know, uh, like cable talk show hosts, like late night, like late show hosting, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, who, who can relate to these people? You know, like, and, and you know, it's like a skill that's very, like so peculiar, you know? Yeah, it is a really, it's an odd job to have. I, I, I don't even know what, what I could akin it to. It's like almost like this, uh, 
Yo, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you this old. Um, have you ever heard? It's an older talk show. It's called, it's called like the Dick Cavett Show. Uh, no, I never heard of that. What is that? It's an, it's just an older talk show, like a late night show, kind of, you know, like, um, like, like Letterman or something like that. It was just older. And there, there's an episode. There's like an episode where he's interviewing Eddie Murphy, and he's like, he, he somehow gets on the topic of like race or doing like voices or something like that. And then um, somehow the N-word gets brought up and he like brings it up. And then he's like, do you have a problem uh, with like, and then he says it to Eddie Murphy's face. And you can see Eddie Murphy just like, did you just fucking call me the N-word to my face on national television? And then he fucking calls him out. He goes to the audience. Oh my goodness. He's like, bro, (laughs) you just called me the fucking N-word to my face. Wait, did they say that? That they had, was this in, um... (laughs) What? How old is this? Is this? Is this clip from the seventies or something? Um, it, it would be around whenever Eddie Murphy put out Raw. I don't remember when that was. Oh, was like the 80s. there was an Eddie Murphy. Was the there was an Eddie Murphy comedian in Car Getting Coffee. Did you see that one? Yeah, I like that. I Eddie Murphy was really interesting because I I only knew of him through like kids comedies when I was a kid, like Daddy Daycare and like all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A teenager that I learned like his stand up was like super like dirty like explicit risk like risque stuff like i i didn't know like how much of a a progressor of like the form he was i have to i actually have to get into his stand-up i haven't really checked it out too much yeah i mean he's i mean he's almost like the the natural progression of what richard Pryor started got it and it's really interesting that is really cool people who appreciate funny. Uh, yeah no it is really funny the the current the current like uh stand-up scene is also really interesting yeah, it is. It's and the the number the, the number of podcasts that exist now are are, are insane. For oh sure. yeah, every everyone. But on that note, uh, what's it called? Uh, the <laughs> the House of Small Cubes. <laughs> the House of Small Cubes was a was a fantastic <laughs> film. It was. It Wait, I want to. I want to. So I want to. I want to ask you questions on it, so we can kind of get on the topic of it. Of course. What did so? What did you feel about the art style? Like, like what you what you like about it? Like, what did it kind of like bring to you? That's the part that I honestly felt. Uh, it, it, it felt like I was reading a book from the '90s or something. Like, it, it, it felt very kind of inviting, or it sort of resonated with me in, in like a level. Well, I don't know. It was it was almost like uh, again, it was warm. It, it, yeah, the, the pacing of it was so nice. It almost felt like every 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 following scene was like the turning of a page. You know, it progressed really nicely. Yes. I, I I agree with that, and the the music's beautiful. The music was beautiful. Um, I liked it. Well, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a, like like a colored penciled, in a sense. Like it looks like so, someone had sketched it, but it, it it's very nice, you know. Yeah, but it almost has like kind of like the the I, I don't know what the word for it is. Kind of the blurriness of like watercolor, almost a little bit. In a way, yeah. In a sense. Yeah. But no, you know. I mean, it was a very straightforward film. You know, it's a film that you could tell just had that, uh, like, very, um, you know, like in your face, uh, uh, like. Uh, it's 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 a film that that really knew what it wanted to say, and it knew how to say it really well, and, yeah. and in, a, in a in a really tight way. So I mean, I mean, because because it's like it's a movie that's almost just the end, like the beginning of Up in a way. Yeah, yeah, but like the symbolism of it all. Is 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 just kind of beautiful because like I think water was such a great choice to um, yes to use as like this like sort of uh, symbol for time you know because 
you know, you can swim down, but the older you get, the deeper it gets, and like the more difficult it is to go all the way down, you know. But when I didn't you think about that, but that's that's really interesting. Yeah, you see this old man, you know, he's all the way up there. So it's that it's it's that the more resonating when you see someone in a sort of like a tangible way, how far they have to go within themselves to sort of find themselves because they see they almost the, the, the person they are seems so far removed. So it's like sort of when you start peeling that back. I think this this movie does a great job of just really kind of like empathizing and just showing you like wow, you know. Like that, that scene with the tree was just so beautiful, you know, towards the ending. It's very easy to like strike a chord in anybody that watches it. Yeah, and I th- I think um the the way the movie ends too, I think it's just really beautiful cuz then you like basically see the 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 progression of his life from start to now. And um you see he's so old now that you know he he's kind of had to say goodbye to most of of the people he's loved and and he's just kind of on his own now and it's this really beautiful note where where you can tell he's sad and misses them but also is like ha- happy for having had it yeah no definitely definitely but dude i'd be miserable as fuck that that, that world looked like it was sucked so like I, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like um god damn i would hate to live in that world that's just like, that's Bro, like oh, fucking that's boats <laughs> no it's not even it's just you don't even move how horrible is that like <laughs> like so i mean you know, I had so many questions because my brain just prevents me from just taking something like, like I always have to be like, oh man, you know, like what what is the rest of this world like? Like as if though it matters, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I just I find it, I'd find it so funny if this is just like the most like stubborn old man, and it's like there's like a, like a, like a huge land of mass, you know, like there's still plenty of the continent left, but these are just the people that are just being like, fuck it, like. We're not leaving. Like it's those, pe- it's those people like, that don't like, leave when hurricanes come. Yeah, like these are just like the hard conservatives of the future. You know, like the people who are like, nah, like I know, but that's that's unnecessary though. That's part of the beauty of the movie. It doesn't matter, you know. And it and it just presents you this guy as like a very thoughtful, very like just sort of beautiful soul. You know, I, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't say it, but you know, it seems like an introspective man just because you can tell he appreciates his life. You know. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But good movie, good movie. Yeah, I, it's it's a beautiful movie, and and go watch it. Um, yeah, it was it was directed by Kunio Kato, and yeah, and written by Kenya Hirata, which I thought was surprising. Honestly, I had no idea this was a foreign film when I saw it for the first time. I thought it was French. Yeah, no, the name uh, Le Maison and Petit Scoops. I mean, I'm, I butchered that. I butchered I, that. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I butchered the, the pronunciation. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think I've seen this before, though. I think I've seen, like, another short film, like, another short Japanese film that's uh, had a, a French name. I don't know how common that is. It was, but that was a coincidence. But, yeah. But ultimately, you know, very beautiful. You know, something we're going to think about doing in future podcasts is also um, talking about art as we see it. Yeah, just just like looking at a, at a painting or something and just discussing it as we as we look at it. Yeah, Francis Bacon, uh, like 20th century Francis Bacon is probably up there for one of my favorite artists as well. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Oh, no, no, just uh, I know we were talking about it early before the podcast. That'd be a really cool one to check out, too. Okay, yeah. okay. Take, we'll take a look. Maybe, maybe that'll again be uh, the little teaser we leave at the end. Yeah, uh, true. Do we, 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 we have it? Do we have, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
a good time teaser last time? No, but in the very the first episode we teased were like maybe we'll do hands on a hard body, but we still haven't done it yet. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, that's that's definitely that's gonna be the next one. I think I gave you. The we'll link, pay right? off. This is this is why listeners come. They come for they come for this sense of continuity. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those. These are meant to be listened to in canonical order. What's it called? <laughs> yeah. you, do, you, do you remember what's it called? Uh, those um, those flip books where you could skip around and and depending on how you what you selected. Like it was, I think the ones I remember. Oh remember. yeah, those those like read your own adventure books. Yeah, uh, but I remember the Goosebumps ones. Yeah, those were those were always fun. Those were always fun. Goosebumps, man, what a, what a show! Did you were you a Goosebumps fan growing up or no? I, I I'm always positive we've had this conversation <laughs> the last time. I think. <laughs> man, I, you know what? I I, I have some serious uh, emotional connection to that show. Truly, truly. Yeah, it comes up like every time. I think I think I think I think you do. I really do, you know, but uh, you know, masterpiece. <laughs> no, no. As a, as, a, as a kid, that was like one of my favorite shows. It was, it was, it was, it was out there. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, these are fun. Uh, I like this, you know, as we get more in the rhythm of it. We we want to get guests. Right now, we're just getting uh, a lot of uh, of sort of just talking time. One, so we have you know more uh, content, and also so we can. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Don't, don't, don't reveal our secrets. Don't. <laughs> What are you? What are you doing, what are you just, dude? The marketing team's gonna kill us <laughs> oh my in God. our high production studio. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I guess nobody's supposed to talk about their strategy. But yeah, we want to get. We, we should get. We should get some uh, some guests. We'll, we'll reach out. We'll reach out. Anyway, we'll talk about this off the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, th- you know what? Th- thank you for a, a lovely podcast. Of course, likewise. These are fun. These are fun. These are good excuses to these talk. These are fun. These are, these are good excuses to like watch stuff on your on our lists. Too. 100%. 100%. All right. But yeah, man. I guess right. this is a good place to end it. So goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. Hi, David here. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Uh, should have another one coming in about a month. Uh, we also have a little bonus thing, a little spinoff thing we tried. That uh, should be coming out soon, hopefully. So keep your eyes peeled. Otherwise, uh, thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, Hope you have a good one.